Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Simon Mundy here and welcome to this Bite Size episode where each week I take one specific lesson from one of my previous conversations and have a much closer look. This week it is about the role that our thoughts and beliefs play in the way we feel and we're talking about the A to C model. You may have heard of the William Shakespeare quote, which reads, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Now, I think this is a quote that has popped up as much, if not more than any other quote over the course of three years and over 150 episodes of my podcast. And there's a reason for that, because it's incredibly revealing and a very powerful quote because it points to something which is that events in and of themselves are neutral it's all about how we perceive things or rather how our minds rush to judgment how they rush to label things that then dictate how we experience the event now one man who really ran with this idea is a chap called albert ellis now he came up with something called rebt which is rational emotive behavioral therapy which is a bit of a precursor to cbt which you may have heard of which is cognitive behavioral therapy now albert came up with some ideas that i really like for example the idea of radical self-acceptance and also the myth of self-esteem he's written a book entitled that which uh, i would highly recommend but that's not what we're talking about in this episode we're talking about his a to c model for short or rather the a b c d e model And that shows the role that irrational beliefs play in the feelings that we experience after events take place. Now, this is a a subject that I really covered in detail in an episode with the sports psychologist Helen Davis. 
Now, Helen, who's currently out at the US Open tennis, uh, helping some players out there, is a psychologist who's really good, I think, at communicating fairly complex ideas really simply. And that is in part down to the fact that she was a teacher for a long time before changing profession and becoming a psychologist. And I think she brings that skill of explaining ideas from the classroom into her work as a sports psychologist. So here is Helen Davis talking about Albert Ellis's A to C model, or if we want the long version, A, B, C, D, E model. The A, B, C, D, E is, is a really good framework because it's easy for people to remember. And as I mentioned to you before, it, it's, it's very much an approach that people hopefully can take away and learn for themselves. So it's easily memorable. So the A stands for adversity, which is or the activating event that can cause adversity, an event that happens or a situation that happens. The C I'm going to mention next because I've talked about A to C thinking. The C is the consequence, the emotional consequence And as I said, most people are A to C thinkers. So because this event has happened, I therefore feel like this as a result. So you then teach people that actually, instead of thinking that you're an A to C thinker, that it's the B that sits between the A and the C that stands for beliefs. And the B is the belief behind what it is that you're thinking of. That belief is giving you the emotional consequence at C. And once you've established what that belief is, You can then start to work on the D bit of the framework and the D stands for disputing. And that's where you challenge and question your belief. And you do that through asking questions about logic and sense and evidence and realism and pragmatics and all of those things that can really challenge your belief and make you see the belief for what it is. And then through sessions with a client you end up with the e part of the framework which stands for kind of an effective new philosophy so that's where you're really hoping that you the, the more rational thinking um they can see that um they can switch their thinking to more rational thinking and you can have a new philosophy that can hopefully to move you forwards and take you in a different direction So that was Helen Davis, sports psychologist, who I thoroughly enjoyed talking to. I think she's really good at explaining complex ideas simply. And I'd really recommend going back and listening to our full episode. It is chock full of nuggets. It's in this feed. The theme of the episode was beliefs. So if you just search for beliefs, Helen Davis and press play. Now, in terms of this model specifically, so the A to C model, there is no doubt that it is really powerful because there is, broadly speaking, a lack of awareness about the role that our thoughts and our beliefs and the way we perceive events, the impact that that can have on the way we feel, which then has a knock-on effect on the way we act and relate in the world. And there was one study I saw that illustrated this in really stark terms. And it found that 90% of people that they polled did not have any previous knowledge of the links between thoughts, feelings, and behaviours, which is a really high number. And basically means that the 90% of those people polled were walking around reacting on autopilot to events. So they're being buffeted emotionally rather than being able to respond skillfully but the good news that this study found is that simply becoming aware of the relationship between thoughts feelings and behaviors can make a big difference so that would be step number one simply recognizing the impact that beliefs and our thoughts can have 
on the way we feel and that events are in and of themselves essentially neutral. Step number two will be to start bringing some awareness to some of our own beliefs, which might cause us to experience emotions we would rather not. And doing a bit of digging around that, either on your own or getting some help with that. And then number three would be to question, start to really question the irrational beliefs that we hold. Now, I mentioned Albert Ellis earlier, and he identified really a number of dysfunctional beliefs that people often hold. And I could list lots of them, but I've just picked out four And three of them are what Albert Ellis called the three major musts. So if I just summarize them briefly. So must number one, I must do well and get the approval of others or else I'm no good. Now, if you believe this, you may experience an emotion like shame when you don't perform as well as you like or you don't get the approval you think you deserve. And then you might become risk averse or unassertive. Must number two would be other people must treat me fairly and kindly. And if they don't, they are bad and deserve to be punished. In other words, people are their bad acts. And if you hold this view, then that can lead to feelings of anger, of intolerance, of resentment, because ultimately other people are going to treat you unkindly at some point throughout life. And then deadly must number three would be life must be easy and go the way I want without discomforts or inconvenience. If you believe this, when life gets hard, as of course it will, it can lead to things like self-pity, to procrastination and even addiction. And then the fourth one I just wanted to highlight would be that your past history determines your present behavior. And if something's happened in your life, there's nothing you can do about it impacting you in the present. That is another irrational belief. Our past does not dictate our present. So just to take some of these irrational beliefs and apply them theoretically. So let's just imagine a scenario in which you're an employee at work and your boss has asked you to compile a report. You've been given two weeks to do it. And over the course of that two weeks, you've given it absolutely your all. You've done your your best. You've spoken to all the appropriate people. You've done all the right research. You've handed it in on time. So you've done as best you could. But then when you hand it over to your boss, you notice, for example, a look that you perceive of disappointment on, on her face, maybe an eyebrow shot up. And then rather than your boss highlighting the fact that you've worked hard or the things that you've done well, she immediately starts highlighting perhaps some of the areas that you could improve. So that would be the activating event, your boss's reaction to handing in this piece of work. And then if you feel somewhat crushed or a sense of shame, then clearly there's an irrational belief in the middle of that. You might think things like, oh, I never do anything right. Why bother? She thinks I'm rubbish. And some of the irrational beliefs might be around, oh, that I need the approval of other people. And if I don't, I'm worthless as a person. So that would be where the shame comes in. Or you might alternatively feel, well, other people must treat me kindly. And if they don't, they are awful. And you might feel a sense of real rage and resentment at your boss because you're like, well, they are their behavior. So obviously there are irrational beliefs there and you could challenge them and you could actually start thinking things like, look, did you give your best? Did you do everything you could do? Are you the judge of your own behavior? Is the feedback that you're getting useful that you could put it into practice? And perhaps the look that you spotted on your boss's face or the fact that they went straight to 
things that you could have done better rather than highlighting anything you've done well that you could assume suggests more about them than it does about you they may have been under pressure themselves they may be stressed so there are lots of ways of questioning some of the beliefs that you may hold in that situation that led to some of the feelings of shame or anger that you may have felt and challenge some of the beliefs that would then mean that you're not unnecessarily personalizing the feedback. Now, this doesn't mean that we should repress feelings that come up or that feelings are in and of themselves wrong. Feelings are just feelings. So it's important that when feelings arise, we don't resist them, we let them come up. And actually, if you just allow them to be there and don't try and get rid of them, that actually helps to process them a lot more quickly. You might want to bring your awareness to the sensations of the feeling themselves. So wherever you feel it in your body, but you can question the storyline. So the storyline of, oh, I'm no good. I never do anything right. I'm worthless, etc., etc. The storyline that we hold that has a big impact, if we can start questioning that in time, our emotional reactivity can change. So that is the A to C model. And as I said, in terms of that study, just being aware of the relationship that our thoughts and our beliefs have on the way we feel and then the way we act and relate in the world can have a huge impact. So if nothing else, just bringing awareness to that simple fact. Thank you to Helen Davis. Like I said, please do check out that episode and I'd be delighted to hear your suggestions about any of the other lessons that have cropped up in any of the 150 plus episodes that you would like me to explore. So please do get in touch at Simon Mundy on social media or do drop me a message via my website, simonmundy.com. Anyway, that's it for now. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.